0: We express our praise and gratitude to Allah, we seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Uh, so as as Dr. Mohi mentioned, my assignment is to talk to you guys about, uh, in particular, Israel and Ma'raj, and then uh, the bigger picture about all these things that uh, may not fit in his language in our conceptual frameworks. So, so first and foremost... Uh, what are some things in Islam that we are supposed to believe in that are beyond the realm of just how the normal world looks at everything? How would you answer that question? Meaning what are things in the unseen that we are supposed to believe in? What are things that seem to defy physics that we're supposed to believe in? What would you include in that list? Let me actually get closer to all of you. What do you think? Who wants to break the ice with first comment? Yes? Okay, so gin. I usually wait to see how long it is before someone mentions gin. Gin's almost always the first one, all right? And so, so uh, for you or for anyone else, what do we believe about gins? Or what are we supposed to believe about gins? They float. They float, okay? And, and I think that, that works well. Sometimes I wonder if, if you're a gin, what else? You're about to raise your hand. That they're made of fire. That they're made of fire, okay. Uh, what else? Yes? Oh, that can be good or bad, absolutely. What else? What else do we believe about djinns? Or let's shift it, yes. It live in trees? So we're also told apparently that they live in trees. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're told you're not supposed to go out at night, especially under trees, because <laughs> a jinn might land on your head or something like that, right? Yeah. Um they did come out at Okay, so Mukhrib for some reason they decide to to go out and party and everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. And what are they doing before Makhrib? Well, they're probably, they're probably hanging out in the trees, or they're probably somewhere else in the world waiting for Maghreb to begin, and then they're probably just moving along, along the globe along with the sun. okay? What else? What, else do we, what else do we believe about jinns? Actually, no, let's shift it now. Someone tell me a jinn story. doesn't have to be true. I know you all know jinn stories. All right, let's hear it. Should we turn off the light? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Does anyone have a flashlight? Okay. Okay, okay let's hear your jinn story. <laughs> Okay, and there's a lot of gins up in Michigan. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was down there for Ramadan, and we went to the Thrabi,
1: and when we came back, like, they lived close to the Meshach, so we had to walk home.
2: And my cousin was, like, 16 or something, and all of a sudden it was got, like, really dark, so she told us to run home, so we just... Sprinted.
0: Wait, it just out of nowhere it got dark? Yeah. I mean, well, but you prayed yeah. Thrabi, so it was probably yeah. dark already, right?
2: So we were wearing, like, <laughs> batch of bobs and we were sprinting home, and people were looking at us weirdly. Great <laughs>
0: So, so, so she told me to
2: run home
0: because of the jinns. Oh, because of the jinns. I thought yeah. you were, people were going to think you're gins or something. All right. Okay. All right. What do you got? Um, the in-human form Jinn's
1: feed up backwards.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, especially especially the jinns from Pakistan. So apparently, their their feet are, are backwards for some reason. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's hear you. I know you're going to have some good gins stories. Let's hear yours. my gins story, but I can retell it. Okay. It's my dad's story. So it makes it
3: better. Okay. Because I'm telling it. Yeah. So, in a dark and lonely night in Boise, Idaho, the scariest potatoy place in the world, um, my dad and some of his very gangster friends of, of college were in a car driving home in the middle of nowhere. And then uh,
0: Victor stuck lane with his, his gangster friends. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and apparently, according to him, the fo- there was fog. I- I'm going to narrate it like we narrated it. There was fog. I was in car. I <laughs> <laughs> was driving the car. The okay. fog came and we stopped. Okay. In the middle of the road. Yeah. He's like William Shatner. He stops every time he, he speaks.
0: <laughs> okay. And then,
3: uh, then we saw things in, in front of the car uh-huh. with feet.
0: With feet. feet
3: yes. Okay. feet. Even though it's supposed to float. And then and then my dad said that he heard noises as well, and then the fog disappeared then. And it got, it got incredibly light outside.
0: Okay. And then he drove away. So, so for, your, for your story, it became incredibly dark, and here it became incredibly light? No, 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 it, got, it
3: was, uh, got very dark. Okay. And, and foggy. Okay. And misty. But then it got light again. Okay. And, left. <laughs> and then, okay. on another separate yeah, instance, in, in, in Potato, Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> he was on a different <laughs> okay. road. Okay. That was slightly more busy. He saw another car. The car no driver. And there was mist.
0: So, so you saw a car with no driver, yeah. and it was not a Tesla. But. Yeah,
3: was okay. no, it was.
1: Okay. You no,
0: know, no, it
3: was the Google car. It was a Google he car. Said, he says okay. that there was no driver. It was but a Google, Google car. <laughs> <laughs> so he says that the the, the car came up to him. There's nobody in it. But then it, then it turns. Then it goes behind them. He looks at it again. and There's someone in the car. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like, I kind of You're just should say, should yeah, okay, a, I all say, right yes. Okay. Anyone else have a have a have a good gin story? Because all these are kind of like okay. C so, yeah. minus. Um, yeah.
2: My mom was pregnant with me at the time, yeah. so it was like two thousand two. So you remember
0: this happening? No, <laughs> okay. Okay. But I was
2: there technically. <laughs> okay, so um, we had these like relatives who were like living in my grandma's basement, and like they and she was pregnant too, and. Um, and then we were like, okay, maybe it's time for them to move out. Because, like, they are staying there for a while. And so then they do. And so the lady is pregnant with her child. I so think the lady is pregnant girl. with her child. And she has a three-year-old baby. And we're
0: not talking about your mom. No. Okay.
2: And then she has a three-year-old child, too. And then um, And then her husband, he works at a gas station at night. So she's, like, all alone. Uh, during the nighttime, and then like uh, during the day he, he's always sleeping so she's just like you know she's just pretty independent mm-hmm. and then um so like sometimes she would like hear like the faucet turning on when she's in the other room mm-hmm. like door slamming and uh-uh. stuff and it was just, like, really freaky for her. And, and then she was, like, telling my grandma she, and that my my grandma was, of course, like, freaking out and stuff. And then, um, but then they're like, oh, maybe she's just saying that just so she can move back in with you guys. And then we're like, okay, fine. And then they, we dismiss it. And then later, eventually, um, I forgot what happened, actually. I'm sorry. but um, Because you were but not born yet. <laughs> no, but my mom told me. Okay. But it was, like, a couple years ago when she told me this way. Right? And um well basically something happened and I don't know. Oh I wish i it was still, like the scariest part.
0: It's, it's like her brain has blocked yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then but now?
2: um yeah, and then like the but they're like freaking out and every oh, and then my uncle who was like in the car outside, so, like saw like black fog like come like by the window or something like that. And then also like um, so they don't, like trying to run out of the house, and like the little girl like would stay inside, and, she, and then the mom was like, "Get here! Don't don't stay in there! Get over here!" She's like no, but the lady over there, she wants me to stay. She's telling okay. me to come. There's nobody there, and it was okay. like really freaky. And like, yeah, oh, and once they heard a giggle coming out from outside, but like. Is this part of the yeah. same event? <laughs> yeah.
0: How did you well, hear the giggle? I didn't hear it. Oh, I just said once I heard a giggle. No, okay.
2: oh, they, they heard a giggle from the, the hallway, but then when they looked, the there's no, one's there. There, no one was there. Well, yeah. good. All right. Oh, and then they went to a cop and like, it, and they're like, they're like, well, we can't really do anything about supernatural stuff, but then they're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, in like, these apartments, we've gotten a lot of records of, like, of like ghost stories. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I think they moved out. I'm not sure. Okay, but well, the giggles
0: didn't follow them as far as you know? No? <laughs> I don't
2: think so. Okay. Anyone else? I've got another show. Okay. No, okay. So Laura, well, right, I, let's, hear, let's hear yours. I don't remember if this is because I think I think it's sounds. Is this narrated
0: also by your father? Pro- probably. I think it was my mom this time. Okay, it's your mom. Yeah, this okay. happened
3: in Illinois. No, this is happening in, in um, Evergreen Park, Illinois. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Specifically in the Illinois. Isn't that Illinois?
0: Okay. So it's a different place. Okay, my Anyway,
3: yeah. So apparently according to my mom, uh, when she was like, I don't know, I 20 or something, um, <laughs> their neighbor, who was not Muslim, Christian, um, <laughs> so it's also something to do with pregnant people, I don't know what it is with pregnant people in Jin, but, um, she was pregnant, when she was born, um, her daughter, like, didn't cry when she was born, which is not normal, I guess, um, apparently I didn't cry either, which sense. Um, but she, she didn't cry when she was born and she didn't talk for like, she didn't make noises for like her first like week of living.
0: She made no noises.
3: She, I mean like other than like, she just okay. didn't like noise. Okay. She didn't like it. Um, and, and then when she started to make noises, uh, she, she was very loud and like, not like baby loud, like, not like crying. She was like, <laughs> Like, simple noises, like like, 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 yawning would, like, sound extremely loud. And apparently her eyes, like, look very scary. And so then one day, when the, w- the baby had pneumonia, right? And then, uh, the court, cause this, this, now, this is, like, this is, this is where it gets very sketchy, because it doesn't make any sense anymore. Because my mom was 20, but this didn't even happen near her. So it was a story, story. she was told by an aunt, who was told by the person this happened to, but then it all took up in to her, so was, like, did you ever
0: see the movie Never-Ending Story? <laughs> i just like wondering. A, I, anyway, anyway, I keep going. Know.
3: That was a funny one. I'm
0: my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Continue,
3: please. So, so, so this, 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 at, now, now it's like the baby's pneumonia. They're in a the hospital. And then, so, like, um, the neighbor was left alone with the baby, because what do you do? You just sit there and wait for the baby to get better. According to the, the, the neighbor, she saw black things. She, free-forming things underneath the bed mm. which, which... 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 which disappeared. Every time she looked back at him, she could see it out of the corner of the eye. This is why I don't believe it, because it sounds really stupid. And the, but the baby didn't get better for a while, like, longer than it should have taken. But eventually she did, and then she became a normal child. That didn't make loud noises, It didn't speak. But this is all narrated into my my... My grandmother told it to my mom, mm-hmm. so it's probably been changed several billion times. Okay, yeah, yeah, appreciate so appreciate your like,
0: hadith authentication, but I mean <laughs> you can tell us the story. Yeah, no, yeah. You know what it was? It
3: was probably like a scare tactic for my grandma <laughs> to get my mom to do something when she was younger.
0: Is there more to the story? No. All right. Okay. But, 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 but the, the black thingies were jinn. The black thingies were gins. Yeah, okay. All right. So yeah, so yeah. these these, <laughs> your generations gin stories are like a, such. <laughs>
3: Okay, race. how about That's elders?
0: Early. Elders. Yeah, okay, do you do know, those? you guys have some... All right, let's hear this gin story. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
3: This
1: is not even a story of the past. This is happening now in my uh, town back that Currently, this house has Wh- which, gins, which town is uh, this? Uh this,
0: Everything happens in Heatherbach. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: it's very, uh, a very well-known fact <laughs> among the family and uh, friends that this house has gins. Okay. Um, because um, they had, uh, they've had some... Um, it, runs in their family, that they have mental health issues. Um, so the uh, father passed away. The mother and the daughter live in the house. It's a huge house. Um, the daughter has uh, some issues, so she just lives upstairs. She doesn't doesn't come downstairs. And the mom lives downstairs. And apparently, if someone goes to visit, the daughter is always in abaya with uh, black burqa with a mouse uh, with a nose piece and <coughs> everything covered and she's just wandering in the house upstairs, and the mom is downstairs, and nobody wants to visit them because everyone says that house has gins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: That's a great story. <laughs> I, okay, right. this is taking place I, right I think, now as I we speak. I think it's
1: just the problems that they have with their mental mm-hmm. health issues is what I think, okay. that people are just making up stuff okay. like, oh, that house has gins because everyone who lives there
3: Behaves strangely.
1: And okay.
0: okay. Anyone else? I have Elders? Yeah.
3: Why is it that adults seem to believe in jinn more than we do?
0: Oh, this will be part of our discussion. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else? Elders? Any other good gin stories? Yeah. Let's hear. It. In house, like, four okay. And where was where was this house? Like Villa Park, where? Oh Downers Grove. Downers Grove probably has gins in it. You know, this town probably nice. really has gins. Mm.
1: What? I grew up in Saudi Arabia. And I've never
2: heard any gin stories. You've before. never heard any gin stories in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> gins in Saudi Arabia. Oh, I haven't got gin stories from Saudi Arabia. I okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really <laughs> like yeah. So young
0: and uh, t- <laughs> uh, tell us the name of the town that you live in right now. <laughs>
1: Well, um, you, I there's Munger Road. Where I, I live in West Chicago. Okay. I, oh, you like, don't you don't live in, an in Elgin anymore. Munger Road. Okay. There's like the story about L- uh, Munger Road, where if you go on Munger Road, there were some kids that died when they were coming back from a, mo- a movie. Mm-hmm. And, and people say if you go there, stop the car, you'll see them. There was a movie made about that too. Oh, really? Yeah. A local well from my kids' high school. This guy, he graduated
0: and he made a whole movie. He became a director
1: and producer. So mm-hmm. there's a movie about it. You know what the name
0: of the movie oh, is? My kids never let me
1: drive on Munger Road. Oh, really? Yeah. All oh, night. I don't know. Century. Isn't there a movie
0: called Gin? Yeah, I yeah, haven't seen is it. Is I think it's even my streaming dad, on Netflix yeah, right now, but I haven't seen my it. My dad showed us the trailer. and said it was really bad. Like, it's okay. not a movie. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you guys a couple of Gin stories. All right. Uh, you know what's a really good thing with your phone? Like, the way it goes upside down, that's a really, really neat t- technique. Yeah. yeah, 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 upside down, face down. It, does, it has special powers that way. Almost, almost, perfect, very good. Okay, so, so, <clears throat> all right. I think there's more facts. I think you need to turn the lights back off and you need to turn the lights just put like the flashlight on my face, yeah. yeah, okay. So, so this story, to get your Hadith authentication, is narrated to me by one of the people who are part of this, okay? So, a friend of mine was studying in Cairo. And it was late at night, and, and they were hungry. And they were students, so they didn't have any money, and also because their students they're staying up really late. And one of their friends, his name is Waqas, Waqas says, I know where we can get some food. Okay. And so uh, they put all their, and he said the food's not going to cost anything, but they need to get their change together to be able to catch, to catch a cab to go to the water and so they catch a cab to take them to the sea and then Waqas says, alright you guys stay here and I'll go get the food. Okay. So they, they just wait and Waqas goes and it's nighttime, and he's walking down in the beach and another one of the guys had to go to the bathroom. And so he looks for some dunes he can hide behind to do his business and then he notices Waqas walking in the distance and he walks into the water okay. And he walks out of the water with a plate of food. Okay. And then, this guy who sees them.
1: Are you sure you not like hallucinating because he's so hungry? It's possible, <laughs> it's possible.
0: And so, so he's so hungry, or not, so, so he's so surprised that he, that he runs back. And just as he's about to tell everyone, he walks by with a plate of food. And so they're all happy, and they all start eating. This one kid doesn't eat. He's lost his appetite. Yeah. And then they head home, and this kid is just staring at Waqas the whole time, right? And, and uh, they come back to their dorms, and Waqas goes to bed, and this guy says, okay, you guys wait here for a second. And when Waqas leaves, he tells them what he saw. And then the other guys are all remembering things that happened over the course of the school year with Waqas. Like, they would just be talking... And they didn't see anybody enter the room, and the next thing they know, Waqas is sitting with them. Okay. Or the other way around, they're all sitting together with Waqas, and then, next thing they know, he's gone, but they didn't see anybody leave the room. Okay. And everyone has a Waqas story. Okay. So, they thought, alright, there's one teacher. I'm sorry? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, they just thought, okay, he's just strange, right? You know? And, and so then uh, they thought, okay, there's a teacher we trust. Let's see what he has to say. And so they're all, they're all, they're, they all decide, all right, let's pull this teacher aside after class one day. And they talk to him. They said, we need to talk to you. He says, what? And then they say, we think Waqas well, is a jinn. Okay. And the teacher goes, yeah, he's a jinn. So what? <laughs> like he already knew. Right? And so then they're surprised. And he says, he's not bothering anyone. Who cares? Right. He's here to study just like you guys are. And and so then uh rumors start spreading throughout the whole school about Wathas being a djinn. And now students are getting upset. Okay. And then they decide, all right, okay, we, we're not gonna we're not gonna take this, and they start going to the administration saying, we're not gonna go to school here if you're letting jinns into this school. Okay. It's like they're racist against jinns, right? And, and more and more people are coming and protesting and the administration, they're thinking about this, and finally they decide they have to do something about this. So they call Waqas into their office. Okay? And they tell Waqas, I like your eyes, OK? They tell Waqas, um, you can't go to school here anymore. It's causing too many problems. And then Waqas starts crying. And he says, I forgot that I'm not human. And then he leaves, never to be seen again.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's one
0: of those stories where you go, "Oh." I'm sorry. Right. What do you guys think? True? Just
1: came back in, like, no.
0: Before yeah, maybe he just He, he, he re-registered. Yeah. yeah, Today, my name is Justin Trillac. Okay, so, so what do you guys think? Do you believe the story? No. No? Okay, I'll tell you another one. Again, these are all narrated to me by people who are at those particular places. Another one. Uh, okay, so a friend of mine uh, comes to speak at one of our Islamic conferences here, and this family comes to him saying, okay, you gotta, you got to look at our kid. Uh, we've tried everything in terms of medicine, mental health, and everything, and no one can find anything, and we're convinced that he has a jinn on him. Okay. So, so my friend, who's this Islamic scholar, he, he's, he's looking at this kid, talking to him, and he decides, yeah, he has a jinn on him. Okay. And so he takes him to a hotel room, and he tells another friend of mine, you know, and this friend of mine is sort of my size, but he's kind of bigger, more muscular. He says, okay, you sit outside the door, okay? And don't go in, uh, but if I call you, come in right away, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, so the scholar's in the room with the kid, doing who knows what, and the, this friend is sitting outside, uh, and half an hour goes by, an hour goes by, and nothing, In an hour and a half goes by, and now he's beginning to think, you know, this is taking a really long time. Two hours goes by, and he decides, I'm gonna, I should go inside. Hopefully it won't cause any problems. So he opens the door, and as soon as he opens the door, the scholar is screaming at him, Come inside, I've been yelling at you for 45 minutes to come inside. And he couldn't hear it. And so he comes inside to subdue the kid, and the kid is stronger than both of them, right? And the kid's like seven years old, right? And eventually, eventually, they subdue him, and he recites his ayahs and everything on him, and and uh, they they remove they remove the jinn. What do you think? Do you believe it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I heard it from the guy who was sitting outside yeah, the room.
1: That would be good... Yeah. <laughs> I believe.
0: Really... Believe it? Why? Why do you believe it? Okay, okay. Somebody was raising a hand. Yes. Yeah.
3: Which person did
0: you know from the first story? The first story was one of the guys. He was not the guy who went to the bathroom, but he was one of the guys who. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Another one. Okay. Okay. Narrated to me by two of the guys who were at this thing. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I just call my friends, you know. Exact- no, one, no one returns my calls, so, okay, so. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, okay. So, or here, even before that, I'll we'll tell you a short one, um, where a student came to me saying that this girl that he grew up with, and take this for whatever it means to you, this girl that he grew up with, um, Uh, Oh, so so the second story I told you took place here in Chicago. So this story also (laughs) takes place in Chicago. Uh, This girl that she grew up with was a super upright straight girl. Room was always spotlessly clean, always great in her grades, everything, right? And then it's like one day she suddenly just turned around. And room is just messy upon messy upon messy, you know, messing up in classes. Her whole personality has changed. Sounds sounds to me like a teenager, right? Yeah. but uh, so then they asked me what should I what should uh, what should they do? And I said, Well, uh, go through the room go through her room, maybe not him, but his mom her mom. Go through the room and see if you find anything at all strange. Okay. Like anything weird. Okay. And then try to remove it and recite the last two uls. Uh, recite those two surahs. Uh, a few times in every corner of the room and see if anything happens. Okay? And so then I don't hear from him again about her. And I see him like six months later and I ask him, okay, hey, whatever happened to that story? And he said, oh yeah, we took your advice. We, we, uh, like they, they turned the room, sat on, they found this chicken bone. And then they threw away the chicken bone and then they recited all the, the pulls and then suddenly everything's fine. What do you think? Real? Mm-hmm. Narrated to me by one of the people. So okay. okay. what, what about the Yeah, it's probably like the 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 <laughs> it's the uh, it's all the stuff in, in you know the added hormones and everything in KFC. That's what was making her crazy. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Yes.
2: Oh, oh well I have to, like a little story but it's not really like a gym story. It looks like more like this okay, so like my old neighbor, her friend from like Somalia uh, she like, okay, so she was really,
0: like, really beautiful, like, but, um... Yeah, people from Somalia tend to be really beautiful, yeah. Just
2: from a side then, point, um, but yeah. And like, this lady, she, uh, told her son to marry her, but she was like, the girl, she was like, no, I don't want to marry him. And, um, and she, that lady, she got really mad. So then she, like, oh, she took, like, some of her blood, I guess, and, um, and then she, like, put it and got, like, a dead chicken or something like that. Okay, that reminds me of another like, story, but okay. Into, yeah, that's how that's I thought of it. Okay. The and then, like, they put it, and then she put it, like, under the floorboard somewhere. Uh-huh. And then, like, when she stepped on it, like, this, like, oh, and she, like, would say, like, I don't know, black magic on it or something. And when she stepped on it, like, they bathed into her and, like, she got like, that like, all in her face, all was
0: scarred up, and it was like my bad. Oh wow. Yeah. And do you believe it? Yeah. Interesting. Because
2: my mom saw
0: that lady. Oh really? Yeah. I could see she saw the difference. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Put that conversation on a hold. Next question. Uh, how did each of you learn how to pray? Try to remember. Okay. What is you? What are you pointing to? Okay. Is this yeah, I mom? <laughs> Okay, okay. How'd you learn how to pray? Uh I had a Sunday school. Okay. So a person in the Sunday school? How'd you learn how to pray? Okay. okay. Sunday school my dad. Okay. My grandparents. Um uh, my mom in a uh, Sunday school in Ohio. Okay. I read a tiny book. Okay. And which book was this? Which is this okay.
3: A tiny book? <laughs> it? Okay.
1: It's
0: green. Okay, how'd you learn how to pray? <laughs> my parents? Oh, uh, parents in
3: Sunday school.
0: Okay. So, here's the interesting thing. Talk to everyone who knows how to pray, and this probably also applies to you, once you apply what was in the book. How do you learn how to pray? You learn how to pray from someone else, who learned from someone else, who learned from someone else, who learned from someone else, going all the way back to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Uh, We have a central book, the Quran, right? And we have these central hadith, but we don't have a manual that tells you how to pray. Right? And then you go on Hajj, uh, and you see people from every single corner of the world, every single education level, every single socioeconomic level, and they're all praying almost 100% exactly the same way. Okay. Uh, this is one of our open miracles. Right? So if you go to some random masjid in, in southern India, in Africa, right, any place, uh, everybody there is going to pray almost exactly the same way. Even the differences like what do you do with your hands, what do you do with your finger... Those are also traced back to the prophet, peace be upon him. Now, what's common with what we were talking about with the jinns and with with salah with namaz? You learn these things from someone else, right? You heard the stories from someone else. And that's why each time I said, I heard it from this person, and I heard it from this person, I heard it from that person. And that's what we were saying about the jinns too, the jinn stories. That's also how you learned how to pray. And so one of the first things to think about is that a is that a phone, yeah. you know phones are really really good if you put them like face down on the table. Yeah, much. To love. Okay, we all, so we all know. By the way, we talked about this. We talked about it in class, right? Phones out. Phones away. It's okay. It's okay. It, yeah. So so then so the point being <coughs> that a major portion of your practice of Islam is literally person to person. Okay. So what do we call the believers around the Prophet? What was the term we get, we use for them? What does sahaba mean? What do you call them in English? Companions Companions or friends, right? We don't call them disciples, we call them companions. That they are the Prophet's friends, peace be upon him, and may Allah be pleased with them. And so how did they learn Islam? He would say things, he would do things, right? So he would receive the Quran, and he'd share it person to person. And then they'd share it person to person, and they'd share it person to person. And back then and even today, the primary method of preservation of the Qur'an is memorization, right? Not so much printing it. Uh, Of the original earliest copies of the Qur'an, how many of those do we still have in existence? Going back all the way to Uthman, if not earlier. Anybody know? I guess one or two. We have two or three, right? Now suppose those got lost in a fire. How much would that affect the Muslim world? Not at all, right? Right? Because the primary method of preservation is memorization, going person to person to person. Okay? So, this is also what happened when the Prophet, peace be upon him, came back from the night journey. Okay? So first we're just going to talk about just the issue of believing what we believe in. Uh, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he comes back from the night journey, and he starts telling everyone, here's what happened. That in the span of a night, in less time than it takes for a chain just to go like that, you know, like a chain on a door, that I went to Jerusalem, I met all the prophets who ever lived, yeah, and I went to hell, I went through all the levels of hell, I went through all the levels of heaven, okay, and I even met Allah directly, and then I came back. Okay. And so this is what he started telling people. Okay. Now, hold on for a second with that moment, Let's go, let's go rewind back about 13 years. No? Let's rewind back about 20 years. Okay, so when the Prophet, peace be upon him, is telling everyone the story, when he had the night journey, he's about 52 years old. Okay? How old was he when he first started receiving revelation? 40. About 40. Let's go earlier than that. Let's go about 35. What did people think of the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, when he was younger? He was noble. Good person. He was noble. He was good. What were one of his nicknames? Honest Abe. Uh, honest Abe would probably be Ibrahim Alayhi but I'm sorry?
3: Like honest,
0: yeah. yeah, so they called him al Amin, right? <clears throat> uh, meaning that he's not just truthful, he's so truthful, we can't even conceive of him making anything up. He's so truthful that it's not even possible for him to lie. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now move forward to when he's about 40, he's receiving these first revelations. Okay? Uh, Jibril Alayhi comes to him in the cave, and says iqra, and so forth and so forth. And the Prophet peace be upon him is running. What does the Prophet think? Uh, P, uh, peace be upon him think happens to himself? What do you think is going on in his mind? He thinks he's crazy. Sorry. He thinks he's crazy. Yeah. One of his thoughts is that maybe he's lost his mind. Okay. And then, who does he talk to first? Khadija. What does she say to him? True? Yeah. She said, "Look at the way you conduct yourself, right? <laughs> Look at the way you conduct." Uh, your relationships with people, with relatives, with people who are in need. And she had also talked to her uncle, right, um, about him before he received the first revelations, and he's saying, yeah, there's something special about him. And she's believing in him, even before he's believing in himself, right? In part because he's so honest. That's part of the reason she married him. And then they go to her uncle, who says, exactly the same thing that's happening to you is what happened to Musa, peace be upon him. Okay? Now jump forward back to the night journey. Or no, I'm sorry, now jump forward a couple of years, and the Prophet, peace upon him, is quietly talking to his family members, he's talking to his friends. Okay. Uh, Abu Bakr becomes a Muslim just like that. The Prophet, peace upon him, tells him about Islam, Abu Bakr embraces it, no questions or anything. Okay. Uh, at a different point, the Prophet, peace upon him, invites his uncles to come, feeds them dinner, and then they leave, and then he invites them again, and then he tells them, okay, no one in the history of the Arabs has a more noble message than I do, and I want all of you to embrace this, that I am receiving revelation from Allah, that I start laughing at him. But who becomes Muslim at that moment? Uh, Ali, right? Ali, may I be pleased with him, who's really young. He's like 12 years old. He says, I'll do this. And then the uncles start laughing even harder. You've got this kid who's joining him. Okay. But why are they believing in him? Because they know he speaks the truth. Okay. Now jump forward to the night journey. He's come back. He's telling everyone all of these fantastic things that have happened. And so how do people start responding? They say, no way. Okay. This can't be true. And so what do they do? They go to Abu Bakr. And they say to Abu Bakr, time's up, I guess I gotta go home. Cliffhanger? Okay. They say to Abu Bakr, okay, can you believe what your friend is saying now? And what did Abu Bakr say? You guys know? Almost. He said, if he said it, Meaning if the Prophet peace be upon him, said it, then it's true. So what did he say? And, and they explain the whole night journey and Abu Bakr says, the Quran is more amazing than the night journey. I'm believing words are coming from the sky and they're the most profound words anyone's ever heard. That's more amazing than the night journey itself. And if Muhammad peace be upon him was saying it, then it definitely happened. Okay? So the first point I want each of us to think about is a lot of the things that we believe in or a lot of the things we don't believe in has less to do before talking about science and possibilities. And first, it's more related to, all right, who am I hearing this from? Am I hearing this from someone who's reliable? Okay. Um, or what does everyone else have to say about this? So how many of you believe that Jesus, peace be upon him, was born without a father? Like, you literally believe that. I mean, adults, you don't have to raise your hand, okay? Why? Why do you believe that? What? Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. The answer is probably because. Yeah? What else? Why do you believe that? Because the, the, Quran. the Quran says it, and it's
2: like, you know, even like other religions like Christianity so uh-huh. embrace it too, Okay.
0: So. Okay. So it seems it seems more plausible, because other people are also saying it, Okay. Uh, How many of you believe that Moses, peace be upon him, is leading his people and they come to the sea. They're being chased by Pharaoh who wants to wipe them out or re-imprison them, re-enslave them. And then he hits his staff in the ground and the water, in the language of the Quran, splits into two mountains of water. So it's not even low tide. It's two mountains of water. And then they walk through, all the way through, and they cross to the other side. Then Pharaoh's people come in and the water comes crashing down. How many of you believe that happened? Literally, so you don't believe it's metaphor. You think it's literal. Why? Because it says so in the Quran. Do you know where? Or do you know where it says about uh, Isailah Salam? Okay, so we're also trusting. Does it? Well, it does. But we're also <laughs> we're we're trusting that it's true. And again, this is one of the most fundamental points about belief: who or what do you trust? even if it sounds like something you can't explain. Because even at the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, I mean, they kind of believed in things that we would call supernatural, kind of didn't. Um, But the Prophet, peace be upon him, is telling them, look, I am receiving revelations through an angel from Allah. Did they believe in Allah at the time? Sort of. Sort of? Well, I mean, what was the Prophet's father's name? Abdullah. Abdullah, right, servant of Allah. So they definitely believed in Allah, they just believed in all these other idols. And so, <coughs> some people are believing in him because he is truthful. Some people are believing in him because they're amazed by the Quran. Okay. And some people are rejecting him, saying, "Okay, I know you never lie, but I'm not going to believe this. Right? Even some of the people who rejected him would listen outside his house at night, listening to him recite the Quran because they'd never heard anything about this. And then they tell everybody, okay, don't tell anyone, you know, that you saw me here. Okay. But one of the biggest things is trust. Now think about this. Who in your life living today, you don't have to share this. Who in your life living today do you trust? And what I mean by this is that when they're saying something to you, you believe that you're believe you going to believe that it's true. What do you think? Do you trust your folks? You're like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the G's story might be pretty shady. Okay.
1: Yeah, he jokes too much, so I don't know what's real, what's fake. Once this like he told me he was part of the CIA, and his entire life was a cover-up.
0: Uh-huh. And I knew
1: it was false, but I still just <laughs> you know because he always says.
0: So, so, have you thought about telling him that you work for the CIA and just to see what happens? Your know, dad, I'm. I checked in our CIA database, and I didn't see your name. You know, try that again. Yeah. Okay. But overall, do you trust your dad? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, think about your closest friends, whom you trust. And you're going to have experiences in life where a friend might let you down. You might have a family member. Are you two like, like best friends the way you two are staring at each other?
2: Hey, hello, hello, hello. Hello.
0: Hi, welcome back to class. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So keep this one big point in mind, okay? This question of trust. That goes person to person, not person to book. How we hear about jinns, how we hear about the prophet, peace be upon him. Why do we believe in Moses and Jesus and the miracles with them? Okay? Now, let's put that on the side, chapter 2. Let's talk about science. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, uh, someone give me some narrations on how the universe began. If there is a beginning of the universe. Yes, how did the universe begin? One
3: word.
0: It began with a boom. Okay, you got a, you have a recording for the of this a, a silent boom. Okay. Okay, a silent boom. Okay. So if it's a silent boom is it a boom? Okay. So you mean
2: scientifically or like
0: I'm saying how do you how do you believe that the universe began? A big bang? The big boom. No. and the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm saying how do you believe the universe began? Not according to Quran, Bible, everything. How does it begin? Big Bang? Anyone have any other beginning other than the Big Bang? It has
2: no beginning.
0: No beginning? It just went on forever? Oh, interesting. Was
2: scientifically. No, but it's
3: just your Scientifically.
2: Well, I'm
0: saying, what do you guys believe? Okay, tell me, how did the universe begin? Just God created it? Okay, how did the universe begin? never really thought of that. Okay, so you're like, oh, it's not important to me, you know. I'm glad that it's there, because otherwise I wouldn't exist. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah exactly. Okay, how to begin.
3: Lots of particles of dust collided together, creating friction and energy. So a bit, an implosion cre- happened, and the universe had created a pinpoint. And look, I learned this yesterday, apparently, uh, last week. In 1 the uh, 10 to the 36th power, 1 over 10 to the 36th power of a second, the universe expanded.
1: Are you reciting from one of those school
3: movies that make us watch? No, <laughs> no I'm not. For a school presentation I heard from an earth science
0: symposium. Okay, okay. How the universe begin? I don't know. Alright. Like, 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 scientifically, I guess, like No, 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 no. How do you believe the universe began? You can give me a scientific answer, you can quote some IA, whatever it is. <coughs> okay.
1: Were you I'll just I'll like, trying to remember
0: all the way back to the Big Bang or something? I know no, I was trying to remember what I believe,
1: which is weird. Um, Allah said,
0: um, be here. Whoa, wow. that was pretty deep. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. I believe the right answer. Whoa, <laughs> well, you got some philosophers in this class. Right? <laughs> okay, and then you said Big Bang? Um, or no?
2: Well, I, I, people seem to be a lot.
0: No, 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 not what people seem to think. No, 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 what do you no, think?
2: No, 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 no. okay, no, i it just like, one second. Okay, fine. Okay, um, <laughs> so like, atheists, like, they just believe in science, and that, like, the science just, like, defies the concept of having a God, but I believe that, like, God made everything through science. Okay. try to make it. So what, right is, like, Like, I'll open God up, like, a physics textbook or something. Or
0: okay. So your answer is? okay. Okay. Yes, sir.
1: This is not actually what I believe. Big Bang was just a cause of all sneezing. OK,
0: way out there for that one. OK, OK. All right, so so at least half of you say Big Bang. About a third of you say, I don't know, or I believe in the right answer, whatever that is, which is actually a pretty good answer. And then uh, half of you, which is overlapping, are also saying that Allah oh, made it happen. How do we decide? Particles of
3: magic. Sorry? Know, is matter? The essence of life. <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: understand what's
2: happening life. right now. <laughs> Were you just,
0: okay. Were I, said, you? I said magic because I don't know. <laughs> what I think, uh, okay. okay. The essence
2: <laughs> Where is this? all the sneezing? <laughs> <same>
0: right? <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: well, you know what?
0: A nebula. Sorry? Angels are crying, Angels <laughs> are crying <laughs> when <laughs> it rains. Really? Are they happy tears or sad tears? <laughs> okay. Let's change it. What if I tell you that uh, I happen to walk up to this river and I had a stick? I don't believe you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. Really? <laughs> Uh, you made the world. And you don't believe it all already. <laughs> yeah. And wait wait, 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 wait. So, and then I walked across the stick, or walked across the river because the stick helped me. Can you believe it? The
3: bridge. Yeah. How
1: shall so we need enough detail Really? Okay. So
0: let's say the river was half the height of my stick.
2: How? How big is your stick? Yeah. How big?
1: Let's say the
0: stick is almost as tall as I am.
1: Oh, then, yeah. yeah. You believe it? Yeah. Why well, is it true or not? No, I'm just asking if you believe me. <laughs> you can, you, uh, think, you know. think it's
2: true?
0: But no. Okay. I couldn't do it.
2: Yeah, yeah. How wide Why is the stick? What? How wide is, what is it? stick? that How wide is the
0: river? Uh, the stick is about as wide as my arm. How wide
3: is the river?
0: You can measure it if you want. Is it like this and and yeah. river my butt is bigger. The river must be like this. <laughs> right like this. Wait,
1: wait, wait. The stick is helping you. Cross um, the river. A walk across the river, like, like yeah. on water, or walk... No, I'm just
0: saying cross the river. I didn't give any details, yeah, i walk on water. Awesome. I need
1: the detail before I can trust
0: you. Okay. Man. So, uh, I'll, I'll let you ask me four questions, and then tell me if you trust me. What are okay. the four questions? Okay. Number one. So,
1: have you lied to us yet? <laughs> <laughs> have I? What if the answer is yes?
0: And what if the answer is no? <laughs> well,
1: you should answer the question, yes I no. If the answer is no, <laughs> have I
0: lied to you yet, am I lying? If the answer is yes, then which one is a lie? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, one question down. Second question. But
3: you didn't answer okay. the question.
0: I said, what if? Were yeah. you
3: walking <laughs> on the water, water? the water
0: I was not walking on the water. I was walking on the ground underneath the water. I have a good question. Okay, two more questions? Why do they go the questions? How wide is the river? How wide is the river? <laughs> uh, it's wider than this. Okay, last one. Who's going to ask the last question? Are you raising your hand yes. for, okay.
3: Did you lay the pole down?
0: I did not lay the pole down when I was walking across the river. No. So do you believe me?
1: Wait, did the stick help you? I believe it's cost I'm cost saying yeah. it helped how me how how walk. And so what direction was the
3: current going through?
0: The current was going from that way to that way. So I'm walking difficult. across the river, so it was like, perpendicular to me. Oh, yeah, there's way more than the four questions. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so, well, do you believe me or yes or no? I'm walking across the I okay. believe it's
1: possible. You believe me? You believe me? Well, I don't.
3: Yes.
1: Why
0: okay. are you hesitating?
1: Well, I believe you, but what if we didn't actually do it? I mean, that's what I didn't It's possible we just didn't do it. Okay. Okay. okay, let me change
0: the story. Let me change the story, then. okay. 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 Uh, let's say I came to a river.
1: Say let's say. So I mean. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I'm saying this is a second time,
0: a second, a second scenario. Okay. So I walk up to this river. I hit my staff on the ground. And the water splits.
3: I see you shouting.
0: And then I walk across the river, and then the water comes back. So. Okay. So I didn't claim to be a prophet. What if I did?
2: No, I you. <laughs> Out, you Out in MLA. Okay,
0: okay. What do you think? How many of you believe me? No, 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 no. Seriously? Really? Really? No, I was, I was right here in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I walked up to, I walked up to Michigan Avenue. And you can't walk a- up to Michigan I walked along Michigan <laughs> Avenue, and just as I hit my staff on the ground, the avenue right, split in two. So, so then, then this thing, they call it a bridge, came down, and then I just walked right across with my stick. And then, like, you know, the bridge went back up, and the water kept, you know.
3: Oh! Oh,
0: oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, but the
3: uh, okay. stick, okay, but the not stick does not prepared. trigger. <laughs> I
0: didn't say I didn't say the stick triggered anything.
3: You said the water split in half. The bridge
0: isn't the As far as I could tell, the
3: bridge goes over the water. Oh, far, yeah. Yes, yeah, as, as far as yeah. I could
0: tell, I was on Michigan Avenue. You say you're on the ground? On Michigan Avenue, that's the ground. So you're on the road? Yeah, you can call the road sidewalk.
2: Wait, so you why did
0: the okay, so now you believe it?
2: No. No, well, I don't
1: know. It's scientifically possible that you just saw because, like, you're not very You can so but- well, well, if I'm not
0: very educated, I'm <laughs> teaching you guys. I don't know what that says about you guys. Okay. Okay. Let's change it now. I have a more question. Is there There may have been. Okay, good. I'm not aware. There may have been. Okay. A button that says
2: push
0: me. Okay. use a staff to push the button. So, let's take it a step further. Uh, do you guys believe that the Prophet, peace be upon him, went on the night journey yes. physically? Yes.
1: Physically, yes. well, scientifically, yes, I do Why? Because it says in the Quran.
0: Where does it say in the Quran? Uh,
2: Somewhere. In the Quran? Uh, Somewhere, but when like he Visically. traveled on the right. over Yeah, that's what that's what Israel we, Israel Israel he is reported Iraq. to have said. Yeah.
0: How do you know a uh, barak is not just Pegasus, <laughs> like in Greek mythology?
1: <laughs>
3: well, he it could be. They
1: could be. I mean, Eise. Finish your sentence.
3: Yes.
0: Hmm? Yeah. Okay. So, 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 do so you believe it happened literally?
3: I think it was. Okay. But what if
0: he's saying this literally happened to me?
2: Well, I think the important thing is not whether it's a dream.
0: And I'm saying 2017.
1: Then yeah, I believe. it. Why? Because it says in the
2: Quran. Where? In Surah, it's the
0: mirage. What? <laughs> is, is that even a word? Okay. I mean, there's basically one ayah uh, that is saying praise be to Allah who brought his servant from here to the farthest mosque. Okay, Masjid Aqsa, that's one uh, reading of it. And then Surah Najm, uh, there's ayahs that are looked at <laughs> as perhaps being explanation of the Prophet when he meets Allah Ta'ala. Okay. And Surah Waqa as well. Um, so they are interpreted to mean that the night journey happened. So do you think it happened? Yeah. Meaning, okay, how many of you would tell your friends, have enough confidence to tell your non-Muslim friends that the Prophet, peace be upon him, is a Prophet of Islam? Um, yeah, okay. That he received revelations from Allah. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? That he, that an angel came and delivered the Quran to him. Yeah? yeah? And are you that confident to tell your friends about the night journey, that it happened. Mem- members, oh yeah. suddenly yeah. hesitation. why, why? why?
1: why? Well, I, mean, I could tell them. I just don't think they believe. It.
0: Regardless of whether they believed it, I'm saying do you believe it with enough confidence, with the same amount of confidence that you believe everything well, I else. They
1: say what? I don't believe it. That
0: no 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 no. no. You that you them? okay, no. so think about how much confidence you have mm-hmm. that the Prophet peace peacewonder received the Quran. You have confidence in that? Mm-hmm. Do you have the same amount of confidence that the, the night journey happened? Yeah. Physically. Yeah. Physically happened. Yes. Yeah, you did? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. And think about it from this way. If you're already believing in angels, believing that the angels are, are bringing the Quran to the Prophet, peace be upon him, then I don't think it's a big leap of faith to also believe in the night journey. Yeah. That's Abu Bakr's point, right? <laughs> okay, so having said that, let's now talk about the details of what happened in the night journey. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, is in Taif. Okay, what does he do in Taif? So he had, in, over the course of a, of a decade, he had called everyone in Mecca. Okay? Everyone in Mecca, he has invited them, and 90% of them said no. We don't want uh, to believe in, in what you're offering. Even though they all knew him personally, they knew him to never lie, and they're still saying no. Okay? And his wife has died, Khadijah. His uncle has died, Abu Qalib, Okay, um. Sorry? And so Khadijah was his source of internal support. Abu Talib was his his personal protection outside. And he's lost that. And his job is to preach. So he goes to Taif, hoping that they'll embrace his message and also hoping that they will. Yeah. And so hoping that they will uh, um, believe in him and give him protection. So he goes to the leaders of Taif, and they all laugh at him. One guy says, all right, if you're the messenger of God, it's beneath you to talk to me. If you're lying, then it's beneath me to talk to you. Okay. Another person says to the prophet, peace be upon him, couldn't Allah find someone better to be the messenger than you? Right. They're all just insulting him. Third one says, if you are really the messenger of God, I'm going to go personally to the Kaaba, and I'm going to tear down the cover, because this doesn't make any sense. But they all say, yeah, go ahead. Go preach. And then what happens? Then they send their kids and their slaves to start whipping him with stones. Okay. So he's just gone through the year of sadness, where he's lost the people close to him, and now he's calling people to something that'll make their lives better and make their akhirah better. And instead, they're whipping him with stones. And then he decides, all right, I can't take this anymore. And, and one of the leaders lets him stay in his orchard to relax and to wipe himself off. Okay. And then the leader is starting to feel bad, so he sends his servant to the prophet, peace be upon him, to give him some grapes. Okay. And so the prophet accepts it, and the prophet asks the servant, what's your name? He goes, Adas. And the prophet, peace be upon him, says, well, that's not a name from around here. Where are you from? He goes, I'm from Nineveh. And the prophet, peace be upon him, says, "Uh, that's where my older brother Yunus is from, Jonah. And others get so surprised, how do you know this name? No one knows this name. And he, or, or how do you know about all this? And he says, I'm a prophet of God. And Adas gets so excited, he starts kissing the prophet, peace be upon him, his hand. He starts massaging his feet. And the master, from the distance, is thinking, okay, now Muhammad has gotten my servant too. Right? But what's the story of Yunus? What is that story? Isn't that like, um, like Yeah, it's yeah. the whale. It's a guy who got sick of his people because they weren't believing in him. So he says, you know, the heck with you guys. And then, Allah makes him get swallowed up by a whale. And then he realizes okay you know I I'm, I'm not doing what I should be doing and he expresses to Allah I wronged myself you know and he seeks forgiveness and then he's let go and he goes back to his people why would it make sense that Allah Taala would send a servant to remind Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him about Yunus what would be similar there to remind him that he shouldn't give up. Exactly right you shouldn't give up on these people okay Gabriel salam comes to the prophet peace be upon him and says yeah, Allah Ta'ala has given me the order. If you want, I can destroy these people. Okay. There's two mountains next to them. I can crush them. And what does the Prophet, peace be upon him, say? No. No, why? Because she was the <coughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe their children will become believers. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, is heading back to Mecca. And he's really sad. And then he says to Allah, am I doing something wrong?
3: Okay.
0: Are you upset with me? because every time I'm calling people, they turn further away from you, okay? If I'm not doing anything wrong, if you're not upset with me, then I'll just keep moving forward. And then the Prophet, peace be upon him, receives Surah Yusuf. What's the story of Yusuf, alayhi salam? He's a person who has this dream, and his um, father, Ya'qub, his father tells him, okay, don't um, tell anybody about this dream. And then he tells his brother. Well, the brothers are jealous of him. You know, why does, you know, why does their dad love him? Let's get rid of him, yeah, right? They throw him, the well, they throw him in the well. and then him in the So he gets uh, found in the well, then he gets sold into slavery, and then he, uh, he gets a false accusation, then he goes to jail. And then eventually he gets released, and eventually he becomes a treasurer of the town. Okay? Um, but what is the lesson from that story? That all kinds of horrible things will happen to you, but Allah not forgetting you. Okay? And what, is, what Allah Ta'ala has planned for you in the future is good. Okay? That's a matter of trust, right? That's one of, been, one of our big themes today. It's trust and love. Then he comes home, he's in front of the Kaaba, and he goes to sleep, and then he feels somebody kick him. And he looks up, there's nobody there. He gets kicked again, looks up, nobody's there. Gets kicked again, and he looks up, and there's Jibril alayhi And Jibril alayhi salam gives him two goblets. One goblet has milk, one goblet has wine. At this point, the Prophet, peace be upon him, didn't receive any instructions yet, saying you can't drink wine. That comes later. So he says, okay, pick one. And so the Prophet, peace be upon him, drinks milk. And Jibril, says, well, yeah, this is a sign of your purity. Even though it's not yet prohibited uh, to, to, to drink wine, he still <coughs> chose milk anyway. Okay? And he's reaffirming his purity. And then the Prophet sees Barak, right, which looks like Pegasus, kind of. right? Um, and he says, okay, get on this, we're going. And so, what do we say? Barak seems to travel as fast as light, arrives in Jerusalem, okay? And there he meets all the prophets who have ever lived. How many people did he see? Okay, a little more specific? 24, uh, Add a one before that and three zeros. Okay. 124,000. 000. Yeah. So, 124,000 people who have all already passed away. What do you think? True? Yeah. Yeah? Again, if you're already believing that the Quran is revealed, then it's easy to believe this. And so they have him lead prayer. Why do they have him lead prayer?
2: Because
0: he's the last prophet. He's the the completion of the Prophet's revelation, of Allah's revelation. And so he's leading all of them in prayer, in tahajjud, in Masjid Aqsa. If you go to Masjid Aqsa, there's two levels. And sometimes if you know someone, they'll take you down to the level where they prayed. And I didn't see that. I've only seen photos. I've been to the top level, but not to the underneath level. There it even seems like it's too small for 100,000 people to be there. But if we already believe that he traveled at the speed of light and these people are alive, it's not that far-fetched. So then he goes to this place that today is the Dome of the Rock. And you've seen this is the gold dome, the blue building with the gold dome. That's not Masjid Aqsa, That's Dome of the Rock. And there he stands, and then he gets elevated, and he then travels across dimensions to hell. Okay. And Jibreel Alayhi Salaam takes him through all the levels of hell, and there he's seeing people receiving the exact punishments that are described, that, they're, that they are prescribed to receive. Okay. And a way to think about this, hopefully none of us will go to hell, but the people will go to, who are going to go to hell will recognize I'm receiving this punishment because of these behaviors that I did. So he sees someone, who, like there's these angels that are taking axes and slamming this guy in the stomach. Okay. And then the Prophet, peace upon him says, why is this happening? And he said, this is a person who used to steal money and consume things from everyone else. And so this is the punishment he's getting. seeing another person whose tongue is being pulled out. Okay. Bad language. Sorry? Bad language. So he's saying bad language, he's gossiping, he's backbiting, all those things. Right? And he's going through all the levels, and then he sees this gigantic angel-looking thing that scares him, and he asks Gabriel, what is that? He says, this is the guardian of hell. And so, what are angels? Angels are essentially God's robots, right? They're the ones who are keeping all the order. And then he goes to paradise, and in paradise, he sees the people that are at the lowest level of paradise, who will have something about the size of the earth all to themselves, and he sees the homes of the people in paradise that are like pearls that are 100 feet high. Okay. So imagine that being your home. Okay. And then inside, food is always ready for you. And he goes to higher levels of paradise. And he says all the different levels of paradise, if you look at the stars in the sky, that's how far apart they are from each other, how different they are from each other. Many, many, many levels of paradise. And then he also meets Ibrahim again. He meets the prophets all again. Uh, again. Okay. So one thing to think about is, when we think about the night journey, the laws of physics and the laws of time that are laws of this world, when you get into the other dimensions, they don't apply there. Okay. And so, Ibrahim uh, tells him, Can you tell your people, that paradise is an empty field. Okay. And what you plant in that field is what you do in dunya. Meaning, just like we said, the people in hell will recognize that they're being treated fairly. I'm getting this because this is what I did. In heaven, you're going to see, oh, Allah gave me this forest because I did such and such. Allah is giving me this other reward because I did such and such. Right? So, for example, what's the reward of saying subhanAllah once? That might also be the case. But you're getting a tree that is so big, it takes a horse running full speed around it more than 60 years to do its whole circumference. Okay. Try to imagine how big that tree is. That one tree is probably about the size of Chicago. Okay. That's if you say subhanAllah one time. Does everybody say subhanAllah? Okay. So you've got a tree waiting for you. Okay. So, mashallah. So, he's going through all levels. He sees Musa, a.s., and Musa is special because the Prophet, peace be upon him, is receiving revelations from Allah through Jibril, a.s. Musa is talking directly to, the Prophet, to Allah through his time.
3: Wasn't it like...
1: That's
0: exactly where we're coming to in just a second. Yeah, perfect. So, then it comes to the point where there's this giant tree. Okay? And the way the tree is described is that the leaves of the tree are like the ears of an elephant. Okay? So, try to think about that. And the tree covers up the entire horizon. Okay? And then Jibril, a.s. says, Okay, I can't go any further. Now you have to go beyond this. What's the relationship between Jibril and the Prophet, peace be upon him, so is Jibreel for the Prophet? The who them, so, so what, is, what is he doing? The messenger. Sorry? The messenger to the messenger. So, he's a messenger to the messenger. He's the teacher of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Mm-hmm. He's the one who taught him how to pray, who then taught other people, who taught other people, who taught other people, who taught other people, going up to here, right? And so, this is a moment of the student now surpassing the teacher, right? That the teacher is saying, I can't go any further, but the student is now going further. This is the Prophet, peace be upon him. And this is where he has the meeting with Allah Ta'ala. What is their conversation? You say it every single day. Well, hopefully. At-tahiyyatu lillahi salawatu wat-tayyibat. As-salamu alayka ayyuhan nabiyyuh. Right? So this is a greeting. At-tahiyyatu lillahi. A greeting to Allah. At-tahiyyatu lillahi salawatu wat-tayyibat. And blessings. Okay. And goodness. So Allah is saying to the Prophet, peace be upon him, peace be upon you, O Prophet. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, is saying, and peace be upon us and upon all the upright followers, all the upright servants. What's the next line? And the Prophet, peace be upon him. Okay, that was As-salamu uh, so, أَشْهَدُوا Allah ilaha illallah wa وَأَشْهَدُوا anna Muhammadan abduhu rasūdu. So the Prophet peace be upon is declaring, you know, the oneness of God and that he's the messenger, okay? And then Allah gives him the last two ayahs of Al-Baqarah. Okay. All the other ayahs the Prophet peace be upon him received from Jibril, but now Allah ta'ala gives him these two ayahs. And these two ayahs, if we have time, we'll take a look at them, they sum up Islam completely. One ayah is basically saying we believe in Allah and the angels and the messengers and so forth and so on. And the second ayah is all about dua. Where we're saying to Allah, don't give us any burden we can't bear. Okay, please forgive us. And they keep turning back to him. And please remind us that you're not going to give us anything that you can't bear. Right? And to you is our destination. So two halves of Islam. One is what you believe in. The other is reliance upon Allah. Okay. And, as you mentioned, that Allah Ta'ala tells him to tell your followers that they have to pray 50, 50 times a day. Okay. And so, Done. And now the Prophet, peace be upon him, is going back through the levels of, of paradise. And then you've heard the story. So he talks to Musa, alayhis So Musa, wants to sort of compare notes. What is my conversation like with Allah? What is your conversation like? And then he tells him about, about the 50 prayers. And then he says, okay, okay, okay. 50 prayers is way too much. Okay. Ask Allah to decrease it. And so what does he do? Why does he go back? I mean, isn't it a command from Allah? Well, it's basically every time you're making a request of Allah, it's a dua. Should we make du'as to Allah? Yeah. So Allah Ta'ala encourages us to make du'as about everything. So that's essentially when the Prophet is asking Allah, can we reduce it? He's making a dua to Allah. Okay. As you know, it gets reduced to 45, 40, so forth and so on. And then it gets down all the way to 5. And and the Prophet of Musa says, look, okay, your followers are stronger than my followers, mashallah, but five is still way too many. My followers struggle even to make three. Okay, ask for it to get lower. And then what happens? Um, Well, what does the Prophet say? He says, he feels embarrassed to go back to him. He's like, yeah, Yeah. did it so many times. It's like, I was now, I'm right, please. Yeah, so so now he's saying, I feel too bashful to go back to Allah now for any further. If Allah Ta'ala... If he went back to uh, uh, Allah, do you think Allah would have reduced it? Probably. Don't you wish he did? (laughs) (laughs) But Allah Ta'ala has promised that if you pray five, you get the reward of 50. Because that's what the original instruction was. And so then the Prophet, peace (laughs) be upon him, comes back to earth. And so now he's telling everyone, here's what I saw. And you know the story of the caravan, right? That as he's coming back... He sees a caravan, a series of caravans, and he tells people, okay, I also saw these caravans carrying such and such, and this is is what they'll have. Okay? Now, what would be the point of the Prophet, peace be upon him, having to go through that whole journey? What would be some benefits for him? What do you think?
3: Restoring trust in himself and his message. Yeah.
0: So, so one th- one thing that's interesting is that the Prophet peace be upon him keeps receiving revelations from Allah, where Allah is telling him, "You're not a madman, you're not possessed, you're not a poet, you're coming with this big noble message." Okay, and so maybe the Prophet that's peace na- to-
3: come, and be upon him. <laughs>
0: okay. na- okay. So, so the Prophet peace be upon him may kept having, may have continued to have doubts about himself or his own ability. And so at one level people are believing in him because of his honesty. On another level people are believing in him because of how profound and amazing the Quran is. Because even the people who didn't believe in him still believed that this couldn't have been written by a man. Definitely couldn't have been written by him. And still they said no. (coughs) But now if anyone says no, you're just making this up, the Prophet peace be upon him says, no, I saw it. Okay. And, and so you can disbelieve all you want okay. I saw it okay. I was there okay. physically okay. and so at one level for himself it's also making his faith as firm as it possibly could be which it was, his faith was probably already stronger than most of ours ever will be because he's the prophet but now it's even more rock solid because it doesn't seem like he receives those eyes anymore reassuring him, reassuring him reassuring him then what else would be a point for all of us? Why would be, what would we get by the fact that he goes on this night journey? What would be a benefit for us? Just
1: knowing like, like, why we're supposed to follow.
0: Yeah. And so, so one way to think about this, like, if people ever ask you, like, you know, can a non-Muslim go to paradise? What's the real answer? Yeah. The real answer is that Allah Ta'ala will treat everyone fairly. Okay? He is going to treat everyone fairly. Okay. Because if auzu billah you go to hell, you're going to recognize that you deserve it. Okay. If alhamdulillah you go to heaven, inshallah you go to heaven, you're also going to recognize that he's giving you whatever you earn. So it's a promise that Allah Ta'ala will either be just with us on the day of judgment or he's going to be extra nice. He's going to give us mercy, right? Meaning in paradise, either you're going to get exactly what you deserve or you're going to get something better. But you're never going to get anything less. Okay. So Allah Ta'ala is stacking the decks in our favor, but we have to earn it. Because what else did the Prophet, peace be upon him, see at the top level of Jannah? What do we call the top level of Jannah? Jannah til Firdaus, Janna right? Um, and at that level, you're going to have wings. Okay. But what did uh, what is also there? Every single one of us has a palace waiting for us there. Allah Ta'ala has made a palace for every single person to ever live each of us is a palace waiting for us in general for those. But if we don't earn it, it's going to be handed to someone else. Okay. So another point to think about, so we started out talking about trust, but now I want you to think about ambition. Okay. That you have one life with the opportunity to move into that home that's already waiting for you. Now, how big are these houses? Each of these houses has 70,000 rooms. And each of these 70,000 rooms has 70,000 doors that lead you to other places. Try to even imagine what that is. In addition to all the other wonders of paradise. And so the option I have is either I can just try to pass and just skim my way into paradise or go for the top. Which would you like to do I obviously go for the top. And that all comes down to what I do here. Okay. So one dua, a very simple dua, okay, is to ask Allah, okay, or here, let me put it like this. One of the questions that Allah will ask everybody in paradise, including the people that are at the bottom level of paradise. Bottom level of paradise is even nicer than Villa Park, if you can believe that. Okay, Bottom level of paradise. Right? And in fact, here, no, let me take another step back. The last person who's going to go into paradise okay, is going to say to Allah, okay, alright, Allah, yeah, send me to hell. If paradise is full. And he's going to be told, no, there's a place for you in paradise. And he's going to say to Allah, okay, Stop making fun of me. Okay. I know it's full. And then he's given the last level of paradise, which we describe as how big? It's about as big as the earth. And he's going to say to Allah, seriously, are you you making fun of me? This is is not funny. And he's told, no, this is all for you. Okay. But then Allah Ta'ala is going to ask that person as well as everyone else. Okay. Are you happy with what I've given you? And everyone's going to say, how can we not be? You've been so generous with us. We're so pleased with you, and you're pleased with us. And so this one dua to try to make regularly is to ask Allah, oh Allah, please make me be happy with you. Because okay. if you are happy with Allah, then Allah will be happy with you. Because what happens very often is sometimes we think, Okay, Allah is mad at me. Allah hates me. Allah dislikes me because I'm such a horrible person. Okay, that's a bunch of nonsense shaitan wants you to believe. Keep praying to Allah. Oh, Allah, guide me to be happy with you. Okay? And then you'll be happy with me. And what else is that going to do? That is also going to open a door to make it even easier for you to make your prayers to Allah. It's going to open a door to make it easier for you to serve Allah in different ways. Why? Because if you're happy with Allah, then what are you going to do? You'll try to serve him in every possible way because you're so happy with him. And it'll also make you, inshallah, a happier person, too. Good. Okay. Question? Um, where, what do you think about, like, the, if you, like, did something wrong, you go to for a little bit, and then we'll go back. Okay. So it depends on the thing, and it depends on what we do afterwards. So one of the teachings in the Quran, and also teaching of the Prophet, peace upon us, anytime you do something bad, what should you do? Okay. Even before that? Follow up with something good. Why? So it doesn't turn into a habit. right? Um, so let's say I say something nasty about someone, I should follow it up with, with something positive. right? Because if I say something nasty about someone, it becomes easier for me to say another thing nasty. And it becomes even easier to say another thing nasty, to the point that it might get so easy that it's hard for me not to say nasty things. Okay? And yes, I should see forgiveness from Allah. And so then there's the test of, am I being sincere? Okay? You guys know the test, you probably all heard it. First, uh, first part of the test, of the three-part test, okay, do I regard what I did as wrong? Do I believe it's wrong? Okay. Number two, do I stop doing it? Okay. And number three, do I hate to go back to it the way I would hate to go into a fire? If I can say yes to all three of those, when I'm asking Allah for forgiveness, I should assume that I'm sincere and, inshallah, I'm forgiven. Okay. If I can't say yes to all those, then I have to figure out what I need. If I don't regard it as wrong, okay, then I need more knowledge to understand that it's wrong. Okay? If I can't stop doing it, because sometimes you know you do something and you ask Allah to forgive you and you do it again, you should still ask Allah to forgive you. But if you can't stop doing it, then you might need some training. We call it get purification, right? Someone that can help you, uh, you know, go into a practice where you stop doing it. Okay. Uh, if I want to keep doing it, right? Because the third rule is you, you don't want to go back to it. Then I need more knowledge and I need more training. Okay? But I should still seek forgiveness to, uh, from Allah. Because every time I seek forgiveness, what am I doing? I'm making a statement of hope. Okay? And one of shaitan's tricks is to make you feel like you're doomed to go to hell. What do you do if you feel like you're doomed to go to hell? What should you say? Just say something like, alhamdulillah. Because if you said alhamdulillah or subhanallah, You've now improved your standing on the Day of Judgment. Another one of shaitan's tricks is to make you feel like, "Ah, I don't need to worry about this right now. Then you should say, Astaghfirullah. Because if you feel like you don't have anything to worry about, then you're basically saying, I'm guaranteed to go to heaven. Which none of us is guaranteed to go at least straight to heaven. And so what is the ideal state? You should have both hope and fear about your akhira. Uh, Think of all the good you've done, think of all the bad you've done, and have a balance of hope and fear. What should your view be about your future in the world? Should it be hopeful or should it be fearful? Hopeful Hopeful, why? Well, that's a really good logical answer. And I'll give you a very simple answer. What is the most commonly repeated attribute of Allah? Well, mercy. Right? So if he's pouring mercy upon me, upon me, mercy and mercy and mercy upon me, then it means my future... It's already promised I'm going to have struggles, but my future is overall going to be good, meaning he will take care of me. So I should be hopeful about what the future has in store for me. Because you're going to go through, through periods of your life in your teen years, you're going to go through periods of your life in your 20s, where you're just going to think like, okay, nothing is working out. Okay? Everything is horrible. I'm horrible. Nothing is working. And sometimes in those moments you have to remind yourself that, okay, Allah Ta'ala is pouring mercy upon me. I just have to be able to see it. And sometimes you might need someone to help you be able to see it. Sometimes it's hard for us to see it on our own. That's right. So, your default for your future should be hope. Okay. But your default for your akhira should be a mixture of hope and fear. Okay. Now, my response to what Allah gives me, I should have more fear about it. Am I being good enough? No, I can be better. No, I can be better. Okay. Any other questions? What are the big things we talked about? One big theme was trust. And that's a person-to-person thing. Another we talked about is why do we believe what we believe? That also relates to trust. And then from there, this latter part, is ambition. So it's not just hope in Allah, but I'm saying ambition. Meaning you should seek to have the top level of Jannah because that's what you're worth. If Allah Ta'ala is giving you the top level of Jannah, if he's offering it to you, he's saying that's what you're worth. And you shouldn't accept something less than what you're worth. Right, and this applies even to how you interact with people. Yes, we're using it. Okay, no, that was it. That was, that was the whole point. Yeah. Any other questions about anything? Yes, sir.
3: So I asked you why? Why is it that older people believe in jinn more? Than okay, younger uh,
0: I don't know if older people actually believe in jinn more than younger people. Yes. I mean, well, let me put it this way: Why do we believe in these things? Yes. Yeah. So the Quran mentions it, but like you know, jinn sitting in trees, jinn's with backwards feet. Jin's walking in water. Why do we believe that stuff? I don't know if it is. I don't think it's a lie. I think it could be a legend. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes we believe in these things because, you know, they're part of the unknown and the unseen and they're scary in a fun way. And sometimes we believe in these things to help us explain things. Right? Like, where do those sounds come from? Why
3: is is there there
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So one time, one time, oh, it's time up? Okay, okay, uh, I'll finish with a couple Jinish stories, but then we can, we can get to your point. Um, so one time I was taking a class on horror movies, and I decided, because okay, let's really make this uh, full, uh, I watched in the middle of the night, and I open up all the windows, right? And I'm watching this horror, these horror films, um, and then when they're done, I thought, okay, I'm not even going to sleep in my room, I'm going to sleep in the hallway. And I'm just lying there, and I know 100% that I'm awake, and I felt a little boy's hand. I could feel the fingers slap me on my face. Okay? And I'm 100% sure I was awake. So naturally, I got up and went right into my room and closed the door, locked the door, and wrapped myself in the blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Is that scary?
1: Well, I mean, it's probably because you watched horror movies.
0: Okay. Let me change it. What if I said Shaitan himself was hanging out in my house? Is that scary? How would
3: you know? No. I mean, it sounds less yeah, scary
0: because So, why is Shaitan less scary than because a random jinn? Shaitan's like the most powerful of all the jinns. <laughs> you expect Shaitan to be in my house, right? Okay, so, <laughs> so, so think of it this way. <laughs> when you say, A'udhu Billahi in a Shaitan regime, that line is stronger than Shaitan. Okay? Which means that by definition, it's stronger than all the other jinns. So part of what we fear is just the unknown. If we're saying that's more scary than Shaitan, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. um, then some of that is just that aspect within ourselves that just, you know, likes fear the way we like ghost stories. It's the same thing. So, you are making a point. No, it's okay. I
1: think i will have
0: Okay. Uh I'm probably gonna run out of here as fast as I can, you know, before before someone tracks me down and makes me teach something else. Okay.
3: Thank you so much for doing it, for doing this. And um yeah, I mean just even the idea the uh, the idea is that you know, from from my you know, from, from where we are. It's I mean that's just